What I want to say is not to be afraid to change your profession anytime you feel you're bored or you're not into it anymore. It's okay. You can look for yourself forever and it's it's okay. Like maybe when you will be 30, 40, 50, you want to change your profession and I hope there will be people around you because I have those people <laughs> who will support you. It's very important that Follow great people, great teammates, and do what you want to do. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work, and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital, Kiev, so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine, visit the country, and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello. My name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help clean the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I could not return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support. I am grateful and humbled. This podcast now is ranking number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 60 travel podcasts in the UK, top 25 travel podcasts in Apple Russia, and top 20 on Apple Poland. So thank you. My guest today is Anastasia Shevchuk. Anastasia graduated as a Master of Publishing and Editing from the Kiev Polytechnic Institute and still continues to grow her education in the specialties of New Age Social Media Management, Public Relations for Fashion, Digitization, and Change. She was a Senior Press Officer at the Basketball Club Kiev, did public relations for the Aredi Sports Branding Agency, was a copywriter for HIT, FM, a senior PR manager for Mama Music, a PR manager for the Kaminsky personal brand, a copywriter at OnePlus One Media, and now a public relations specialist at Slava Kaminska. She organized, promoted, and created partnerships and sponsorships for the Ukrainian Medical Festival and many, many more projects. Anastasia, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you. The weather is great. The first day of a real winter here in Kyiv, so this day is really cool. How about this you? This is wonderful. Look, I'm happy. I'm feeling the energy of 2021. It's so wonderful. And I love life. What can I say? Life is a wonderful experience and so precious, and we should enjoy, take advantage of, and live every moment not thinking about the past or the future, just be here now. 
and to ask you something that will contradict what I just said. But what is the story that made you the person you are today? Because now we're speaking about the past. Uh, the story, I think it was a very long story. Uh, I'm a very creative person. And during my study in school, I knew that I don't want to study in the university, uh, study in math. I hate math from school. It's like not my point. And I decided to go to languages. Then I understood that I like writing, editing, publishing, like it's my thing. And uh, I tried myself as a press officer when I was 16. And it was a great age to understand whether it is my profession or it's not. I understood that it's great, cool. Uh, I developed my mind while writing. So... Then I understood that it's like my way to turn words into great essays and decided to go through this way. Wait one second, because this is wonderful. I am sensing, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me like you have a pattern of two things. One, it's very important for you to understand who you are what you enjoy, and self-reflection and connection with who you are. So please say, how do you do that? Is it through logic and the brain? Which I think not, but maybe this is wrong. <laughs> of course not, no. Or through your emotions by following, does this feel right or not? And then following that into deeper and deeper. Okay, say, you want to speak and I'm excited about this. So please share everything. <laughs> I'm not a logical person. For all my life, I've been like making decisions through passion, through emotions, uh, through the situation at the moment. It's very hard for me like to um, make some decisions while you count whether it's good or not. You imagine different ways how to solve the problem. Uh, you have the variety of ways how to solve it. That's not my like not my plan. I'm a person of emotions, you are right. And when I meet the person or like when I see the new job offer, I always have a great big conversation with the person I would like to work with. And I understand it like through mental level, if it's my person or not. It's nothing similar to logic. Wonderful. And you said whether it's my person or not. So I assume in your marketing are you a kind of person like Seth Godin would say that your first purpose in marketing is to find your people or your uh, pocket of people, what he says, people who share similar values, beliefs, and interests yes. than you, and that marketing is more about finding people rather than convincing Find it, not, not people. I want to interrupt you, sorry, not people, but the whole team. Like, it's not about people, it's about the community of people because, like, uh, when people are separated, I can find a lot of great people, like one person, second person, third person, and they will be great, but when they will be together... There will be nothing special because, like, for example, they uh, cannot have similar interests or they can have um, different, like, views on some things. So the best way to work great is to find your team, not separate people. Great. I want to speak about this more. Two, one, did you have some kind of, like, team sports that you were involved in that showed you the value of teams? Or, I mean, please, because this is important. And second... <laughs> yeah, it is. No, uh, Yes. And the second thing is, 
Well, how do you visualize that? Do you have a mind like Nikola Tesla, where you see how the team will fit together and then you look for the pieces of the puzzle in different people who are your people and they have the complementary skills and attitudes and diverse backgrounds to build that team? Or is it just your heart tells you, okay, this person is right? So that's one. And the other, what is the story of discovery? Was it through like maybe you're a volleyball player or something like that, or it's just your family, you saw it as a team or something like that? Okay, my first answer is yes, uh, I made team sports. I'm a professional volleyball player. And when I was 10, I went to the first practice and then I understood that like you can be a very cool player, but there are also four more people around you and you can do nothing if they're not interested in your win. So... Then at that time, I understood the team is very important. And also I have a few uh, a few cases in working with great teams. Like uh, it's not about I imagine how my team could be and then find people there. I think that the best way is to find people and then you can separate like your skills, education, um, what you can do, what you want to do, what are you interested in. So the main thing is um, similar views, I think. It's not about skills, it's about views. This is wonderful. Now I'm curious about it. And you say views, it's as well as values, which is like the yeah. <laughs> good to great, good to great, where he says, get the right people, the similar value people on your team first, and then the skills anybody can learn, but the right person is more valuable than the right skills. Well, you as a person then, I imagine that, okay, two things. One, you're very creative. So I would like to ask you, how do you get your ideas? Do you use some structured process like the IDEO process or the Edward de Bono or one of those structured, creative, systematized processes? Mm -hmm. Or you're one of the people like Picasso who used to decide, okay, today I will go to the forest, look at everything green, fill myself with the color green. And then when I go home in the shower, some idea based on green will come to me and then I will run and make a green painting from that inspiration so okay comment on this because there's so much in this that we can speak about have you ever seen any creative person who works by plan i have never seen like yes creativity means the special inspiration which you receive in the moment like you can't make a creative uh, campaign or add like you're sitting okay i gotta decide something creative Let's check it out. It doesn't work like that. You can go for a walk or you can move in the elevator or you can drive car. And then you're just like, oh, this uh, lamp uh, up your head. And you have the idea and then you make a creative plan. But the first point is inspiration. Great. Then when you do your work, which one is more meaningful to you? The aesthetic and the beauty side of whatever you're doing? Or is it more of the message or the conclusion that you want the audience to have? Both. I think both. And they are important because like uh, my main speciality is our text because I write. But without any visual support, they doesn't, doesn't work. So it's two important parts of one common big project. Wonderful. Then... By definition, anyone who specialized 
they focus on the 5% most important things in any discipline. And you, as a specialist in the text that is written, whether for public relations or for advertising and marketing, well, what are the few principles or the few things that you focus on that you know make the biggest difference in that text? Mm, the first one is true, of course, and uh, structure because text is different. Like it's press release, it's text of a post, it's message, it's uh, I don't know any promo or something about broadcasting. There are different type of text, but my main rule is that text has to be short. I don't like long reads because, like, I don't know um, about other countries, but in Ukraine, uh, people who write long reads, it consists, like, 70% of not needed information <laughs> because, like, it looks greater, but it's harder to read. That's the point. So I think the text has to be short. Uh, it has to be understandable for everyone. So you can have to imagine you as an author... Um, how to explain like different kind of people if the mom will read it if the dad will read it if like the woman in age 30 woman in age 50 it's about your public so then you find the middle uh, the golden middle about the construction and just say what you want Wonderful. Well, that reminds me of a quote, which is that nobody reads ads. People read what interests them, and what interests them, and sometimes that is ads. Yeah, and, you're right. And to ask you two things: Are you inspired for, by the old-time PR and advertising legends like David Ogilvy and Edward Bernays, or more modern kind of takes uh, on marketing and PR? And even more importantly to think, look, you are someone very creative. Normally, creativity is chaos in many ways. So are you also organized or do you have a partner or like a co-worker who keeps you organized? Or how do you deal with that issue of whether too much structure can kill creativity, but too much creativity can lead to too many projects that never finish because too many ideas are coming up. I manage not only my schedule, but also the schedule of my clients, for example, Slava. So I'm a structured person. I like timing. I like deadlines because like when you don't have any time in your deadlines, your task can last forever and there will be no result. I have the point of start and the point of finish. And I know um, at what time I have to finish, uh, what my uh, task will look like on finish uh, and to what destination it will lead me, my client or someone else. So I really like schedules and I think it's very necessary even for crea creative people. If you uh, understand that schedule kills your creativity, you have to have a rest for a few days and then continue to go by plan. Wonderful. It reminds me of the Parkinson's law, which is that any time you give for a task, it will take that time. So if you give it a month, you'll do it in a month. If you give it a week, yeah. you'll finish it in a week. So it's a really wonderful discussion. Then to ask you a bit more, you were a volleyball player, which means to you, yeah. probably your body and movement and everything is very important. While the words 
I want to ask, I'm curious about this. Is the word to you more of a melodic sound kind of thing or more of a visual effect kind of uh, work? Or is it more about connecting with the emotions? And therefore, when you see those short, succinct, framework well and structured correctly copy that you do what is the way that you know it's good not just through the principles but through some subconscious way is it visual is it through the sound that it sounds right or is it through the emotions that if it feels right it feels in the right way then it's perfect and a small thing are you an empath, which means are you empathetic to other people? And therefore, that's what you mentioned about looking at the average person, at the different avatars that you're targeting and imagining how they will perceive it. Does this come from you needing to learn this? Or are you burned with a, born, not burned, but born <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a high, yes, you're burned too, but born with a high mm-hmm. sense of uh, attunement and ability to read people's emotions and connect? I think uh, it's like, I don't think I was born with it, but like for the last five years, I was working about that a lot. And uh, empathy uh, was very deep in me, to my point of view. And in one moment when I was like in the hard life situation, I became more kind, more soft and very empathic i don't think it's bad quality because like it helps me to understand people better to fill the whole specter of emotions so i'm the person of emotions and real emotions are the first key to success because like when you see the product uh, you feel something in your head like doesn't matter if it's visual or text or etc at in the on the internet uh, you feel some emotions like you're sad or you're happy or you very cheerful about what you see so uh, to my point of view emotions are the key to success and empathy is very good quality i know that it's not very like modern nowadays to be empathetic but i think so i love what you said emotions are the key to success Can you expand on that a little bit? And what is your take on some people who would say, including me, that actually our emotions teaches us about who we are, who we should be, and therefore emotions are actually the guide to our values and what is important to us and our standard. While some other people who like, they will say, emotions are bad, you should ignore them and focus on your mind. And other people say, well, emotions for me are fun. It's not really, there is no lesson there. It's just something for me to ride like a roller coaster. I think, um, why do I think emotions are the key to success? Uh, emotions are very like wide, defini- they have very wide definition. But nowadays, with the era of the d- digitalization and laptops, internet, and etc., emotions became on the second plan. Uh, not for me, but for the majority of people, because like you can retranslate your emotions with text, with letters, with some smiles, emojis, uh, memes, a, a lot of, you just sit and make a choice uh, what kind of instrument to take to show your emotions. And it's not right. I think that we are, while we are alive, we 
have to fill all specter of emotions, sad, uh, happy, cheerful, uh, even anxiety, even depression, all specter. Because like when you fall down, only after that you can feel the real, um, the real feeling uh, of what happiness is. Really? So now I'm imagining you're one of those girls who likes to get some sad, sad movie or a romantic chick Yeah, of course. Flick Why not? It's, a, it's not bad. Like, sometimes you have to feel it. It's very useful because, like, when you're happy, you spend a lot of energy uh, outdoors, like, to other people, to your friends. You have you want to share your emotions. You want to share your feelings and etc. And when you're sad and you're alone with yourself, uh, the first point is that you can listen to yourself and hear it not only listen what do you want what do you like uh how do you feel with yourself it's very important so and you it's like a recharging when you're alone and you're able to do anything you want and you don't depend on anyone so it's not a good point uh, not a bad point I didn't say it was bad I'm just imagining <laughs> that you are like that. I heard it so I heard it in your voice you said the emotions are very important and when you are alone, it's good to listen to yourself and connect with yourself. Well, two things. You said you had a difficult time that made you kinder. Well, how were you emotional and not so kind? Like, how were you before? Is it a way that is common in Ukrainian people's personalities the way before? And, well... I was speaking to a design professor from Colombia, and he said, look, most emotions are not strong enough to, in my design, convey and catch the attention of people. So I only focus on two emotions, which is fear and love. And that's the only thing that I try to play with in my designs. What is your comment on this? Uh, why fear? I don't understand. Why, oh, fear is like very special emotion. It's not that common to use it to have implement people. I not my type of emotions. Let's start from that. Maybe love, but not fear. Uh, it's his choice. Uh, my emotions are, I think inspirational like when you listen to music and you start imagining something great special like your future your dreams and etc inspirational mode and the second one maybe love but also maybe support people nowadays need support very much so when you had that difficult time that changed you and did you have support or did you not feel you had enough and therefore you understood that it's valuable to support others when they have a hard time of course, I had support, but there are some points when you don't feel it and you don't want to receive it. You feel very bad about receiving it because, like, uh, it's not about me. I'm bothering other people. I don't want to take the support, etc. And you want to solve this problem yourself. So I had it, of course, but I think, like, the main transformations were made by myself. As I said before, your time with yourself is the most the most important time. This is really good. So I'm asking you a deeper question now. Do you feel that in this world you are different from most people and that there aren't any or many people who can really, really understand you? Uh, I don't feel like that. It's Of course, I'm different from other people. And it's normal. We are all different. And it's like... 
it's very cool uh but i'm the person like my zodiac is aquarius so if you as you can understand i am very comfortable person to anyone and like the majority of people are comfortable for me i don't know how to explain it but my communication makes like discussion go for a second so i don't feel uncomfortable with anyone i understand so you said you know people like you basically and you like people and you can communicate with them easily and better and to speak about team sports you are professional in volleyball if i understood correctly mm-hmm. do you still have that part of your life where you're doing some professional sports or maybe evolved into yoga or something to do at home uh, like i said yoga or something like that in this lockdown time or how do you keep yourself recharged by letting go and draining your energy in a, some physical exercise or teamwork kind of way? Uh, I don't play volleyball nowadays, unfortunately, because of the trauma. And I don't know how it works. Maybe because I was practicing too much when I was uh, in school. Uh, now I hate sports, really. It's very hard for me. I have no time for that. But also it's very hard for me to go to the gym and make something. I'm just too lazy for that better for me to lay with the laptop and do some job great now i mentioned you said i don't have time for that you said Mm -hmm. even earlier that you know you don't like to waste time and you said uh, between those two that the most valuable time you can spend is spending with yourself understanding yourself and you said it's much better to spend time on your laptop working on some project well Two things. One, what is to you, other than, of course, like you said, spending time with yourself is the most valuable activity. What mm-hmm. other activities do you find now to be valuable? And what are your goals that make you think, okay, if this helps me get closer to my goal, it is valuable? Like, do you, you know your goals. You said you need to know your goals. You need to know the path there where you are. Can you talk about mm-hmm. your goals and dreams? I have a lot of them for the short terms, for the longer terms. Like the main one, it's very uh, not special, like to have a house, to have a family, uh, to have a great career, because it's very important important for me. Uh, when I do not have any projects, I feel myself not, not, not full enough. So really, my goals are very simple. Maybe I want my own company, but I'm not sure because I'm... I'm the person of mood and emotions and it can change anytime, any second. Like maybe tomorrow I'll have some job offer and I'll change my plans. Do you enjoy that about yourself that your mood no, changes I hate a lot that. and you follow it? I hate that about myself. The worst It's called thing. being capricious. Yeah, it's called in a lot of ways, but it's not okay. And I hate this about myself. Do you try to change yourself or did you try and you're like, I can't change it, so I have to accept it? Or you just enjoy the ride of being you with the ups and downs? No, I don't enjoy this mood because like overthinking leads to a lot of psychological problems and we know about that. So I'm trying to change it. I'm working on that uh, day by day. Uh, I'm trying, like when I feel uh, then I started thinking about something bad. I just 
uh, stop the process and um, put on the uh, cheerful music, something with a lot of happiness, maybe some videos uh, on YouTube or some, I don't know, magazines, books, etc. Or call my friends and change this line. This is wonderful. Now, it, it relates to what uh, Thoreau used to say, but I will ask you specifically. So, are you someone who is an overthinker? Therefore, you need to be doing something and in flow in an activity, whether it's a project at work or music or speaking with friends, etc., that allows you to escape that overthinking and therefore feel good by being busy. Maybe, yes. I think it's the right way too, because when I have a lot of work to do, I have no time for thinking. It's like a very logical thing and very logical plan to change change my thoughts. So, yeah, it's better for me. But you said I'm not a logical person. So now you said it's a very logical plan, but you're not a logical logical person. Logical plan, but not for me, because I'm not following it. I understand. So in theory, that's the plan. But in practice, you still worry yeah. and overthink. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I understand. And Don't forget, I'm English, Yes. And mm-hmm. you, you speak English very well. Let's comment on this. What was in your life experience that allowed you to be so good at languages or something like that? And you could realistically live anywhere else in the world what keeps you so attracted and staying in ukraine and kiev Mm, give me a few seconds to think about that Uh, i'm a big fan of english let's start from that i started learning started to learn english when i was five i think when I went to school, uh, and I fell in love from the first sight with this language. I was improving it by watching movies, uh, cartoons, reading books in English, translated all the song lyrics in the world, uh, and I improved it year, year by year when I was working in the basketball team. There were a lot of foreign players. Uh, then I have like my practice in conversations. Uh, and also sometimes uh, I had projects in English, so my writing and my grammar, I practiced there. Uh, about the relocation, um, it's a very hard question because like uh, I like Ukraine very much uh, and also I like, like in- English. Uh, I want to try to use English as my main language in the real life. And I was thinking a lot of times to move somewhere. I was thinking about Great Britain. Uh, I wanted to go studying there. Uh, And I have a few choices. But I'm very, like, the person who don't like making decisions. I want someone to make this decision for me. So when there will be a case. Great. So in some ways, underneath it all, you like to be that moody person who changes everything. Yeah. And you like someone who takes charge and makes a decision so that you don't have to have that indecision of like changing your mood all the time. And therefore, it's a good attribute in someone you're working with or a partner or something like that. And 
I noticed in your style, you have a very Marlene Monroe pin-up style from the U.S. No. While now we spoke about Great Britain. No, I have to finish the question. You didn't even let me. Okay, sorry. <laughs> while uh, now you're speaking a lot, many times you spoke about uh, English as in Great Britain, England, etc. Does it have an influence on your stylistic fashion and even aesthetic and artistic style, that culture? Or is this purely about the language? No, it's only about the language. I don't know anything about the English culture, especially U.S. or Great Britain, really. Um, and I'm not very interested in that. I know something about music, about the celebrities there, because like we follow them, and that's all. It's only about the language. I, like I feel special... Special, special, don't know how to explain. Like connection? Special, not about connection, but um, it's happens. It's a special feeling when I talk in English. Uh, I really feel great. So that's only about the language. Come on, you're full of emotions. Great doesn't mean anything. What do you mean? Like, do you feel your chest happy? Do you feel your heart open? Do you feel your uh, your body vibrating like you had a great match and you're winning? Like, more than great. I feel great so mean- maybe the right word will be satisfied. Like, when I'm talking, I'm satisfied with my language, with my letters, with my pronunciation, with how I sound, that I can laugh in English, uh, I can make fun in English, uh, can tell you a lot of stories in English, and that's making me happy. Wonderful. You wrote that one of your best attributes is your sense of humor. Can you comment yeah. on this? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can ask any, any of my friends. They will tell you. I can't uh, talk in that way by myself. Like, how it sounds. Yeah, of course, I have great sense of humor and I'm funny. You have to trust me or follow me on Instagram and you'll see. I understand. So then you spoke about when you speak in English, you feel satisfied, which to me I'm reading as you feel proud of yourself in the fact that you have excellence or you're matching your vision of who you want to be. When you speak English, you're thinking, okay, this is how I want to sound. And I see that I sound this way. So I am meeting my expectations. Therefore, did you have times in life where you felt you didn't meet your expectations and that pushed you or made you feel sad? And is it that like you are so strong in using words correctly that it gives you that similar feeling and that's what keeps you motivated and enjoying your projects which is similar to the english but also copywriting and advertising uh of course i had the situation but i don't remember them because uh, they're not important in my life that was at the mo at that moment like maybe it was three years two years one year ago it happens a lot of times during the year but you solve them in the moment you forget them you stand up and you go straight that's all my speech and my vocabulary helps me to solve a lot of problems <laughs> you are right I love that answer, but I'm doubting it because you're saying the opposite of someone who is overthinking. So I am thinking that in an ideal, perfect situation, you would solve something and then forget about it and move on. And that's the person you want to be. Yeah, but, but like we were talking about work. If we're, we will talk about relationships or some communications or friendship or uh, like 
I don't know, something about relatives and that stuff. Of course, I'm an overthinker. If it's about the job at the moment and if I solved the problem, it's done. Okay. So also to you, I will ask this question, which is many software engineers say, we love our work because it's predictable. There is a formula with dealing with computers. We wish there was a formula to deal with people because people are complicated and there is too much drama. Is this also representative of you? Because I'm getting the sense that with people, there might be situations that give you feelings that you don't really want and therefore you overthink and it's a bit of drama or a situation like that. While at work, it's more professional and therefore you can predict that you will feel good and be proud. Uh, of course, I'm about the drama because I'm a girl. I'm a creative girl. Uh, I'm the person who always creates something like text, visual, and etc. So I'm about the drama because drama, emotions, passion, uh, angry, like the whole gamma of emotions, and it's very important. So, and I don't think it's bad. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very okay, and in a lot of cases, it helped me. No, then let me ask you even more. Then in your relationships, do you, if it's, because it's a, also artists, they have this thing where if they yeah, have they a don't. relationship that is uh, uh, like stable and nice, they feel bored and they create drama just to enjoy whatever drama they enjoy. Uh, so I imagine you're that kind of girl or in person and that you believe that is correct because it keeps things exciting for you because you like the change in emotions, correct? Um, it depends on different mood. Like, I don't know how to explain. It depends on the weather, uh, uh, on your mood, what happened on your work. Um, a lot of factors depend on that. Great. Now I have a wonderful question. How is your mood in winter compared to warmer months? <laughs> oh, so-so um, because like I don't like when it's too cold outside. But on the other side, I have my birthday in winter. So like it's normal season for me. Um I'm okay with winter because when I have the possibility to stay at home in the warm place, it's okay. And now to during me, the worldwide COVID situation, we all have possibility to stay at home. So winter is not that bad. So to ask you then, okay, did I understand correctly? You're more of a homebody and you enjoy and sometimes even prefer the cozy situation of maybe spending a day, a Sunday at home, just laying in bed and relaxing or doing work without being outside too much. No, no, no. It's only about when it's cold outside. Only in winter. I'm in love with the walking on the streets, like when it's warm in spring or summer, I walk by feet through the whole city and I'm in love with that. It's only in winter. This is interesting. So can you say and share which are your most favorite or most emotional places to walk in the good warm months in Kiev? I had a challenge last summer, uh, last spring and summer in 2020, uh, when I was walking through point A to point B, like when I have any meeting from one point to another, I go by feet. So I saw a lot of beautiful places. I like to go through the Pichersk district to the downtown and then from the downtown to Polytechnic Institute by feet. 
Like it's my favorite way to spend my walking time. And also, of course, parks, uh, Polytechnical Park, uh, my favorite one because I was studying there. Any park, I think. But the best way was from Pechersk to Polytechnical Institute. Wow, I'm impressed. That's long. And you used the word two words. You said about this that it's a challenge. And when you spoke about it, it was a challenge for me. Yes, it's a challenge to you, to yourself. You made that challenge for yourself. And you said when you speak English, you sound right, you feel right. And therefore, in some ways, it can be said that you feel proud of yourself. Well, typically, someone who says this is someone who is more of a perfectionist who wants to be excellent at everything they do. So unfortunately, I have to add, unfortunately, that's true. <laughs> okay, wonderful. So you are a perfectionist, whatever you do, you wish to be great at it, maybe even at drama, you're like an expert. So <laughs> I'll yeah. ask then something. How do you deal with perfectionism? Do you know or have dealt with the imposter syndrome, which tends to be another facet of people with perfectionism? And did you have any lesson or situation where perfectionism gave you a really hard experience and time that was not necessary? Because you spoke about your projects. It's about giving them enough time. And when that time is done, you should be done, which is a way to solve perfectionism. There is no way to solve perfectionism, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it always uh, makes things go harder for me because like, I'm the person who controls everything, who has to check everything and who has to make the last decision about the project. So I check everything for a few times, three, four, five, doesn't matter. I have to be sure that like this job was done perfect. So, um, wow. Okay, then two questions. Please listen to the end because I love when you stop, but the listeners will not. <laughs> so, so, two things. One, can it be said that you're OCD in your life about some things, which is, do you understand me because your English is very good. So, you know what OCD is? Obsessive compulsive uh, yeah, disorder. Of where people, I, I think it's, it's my, it's about me. Okay, so you, I think I have something about psychology because like overthinking, it's not normal at all. So maybe OCD too, I don't know. Yes, it's people who keep on checking, checking, checking something even when it's finished. And then, well, you said you choose the right team and that those team ha- those people will have the right abilities and skills, etc. So what in you, is it the OCD? Because some team members might view checking multiple times as not trust 100%, which is not what will build the best team. I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. It's you want perfection. But I'm saying, how do you communicate with your team so they understand it's about perfection? It's not about not trusting that they're smart and good people. Um I'm not very good like in seeing people through because uh, I have a lot of cases uh, when I trust people because I'm very kind. I was, uh, my parents are very kind, I have a very calm family and I think that like everyone is the same, but it's not true, unfortunately. And I have a few cases uh, when people who I thought are great professionals are kind and are very communicative, they were not. 
But after that, I made a few conclusions for myself and made a few rules how to check people uh, on their first steps and hope I'll be doing better in future about like trusting people. Yes, that's more about constant improvement and Kaizen and being a perfectionist. Well, this can go on forever. It was really cool. And if you have any final things to share, whether advice about life or lessons or about Ukraine with the listeners, and if people want to communicate with you, where can they go? What are the good places to find you and message you or follow your work? Uh, the first one is Instagram. Uh, I'm there 24-7 because like, that's my job. I have to control everything. I have to look through everything. My clients are the opponents and etc. Uh, and also, I, it's, like, it's my inspiration because I follow only that pages that inspire me. And the main, what I want to say is not to be afraid to change your profession anytime you feel you're bored or you're not into it anymore it's okay you can look for yourself forever and it's it's okay like maybe when you will be 30 40 50 you want to change your profession and i hope there will be people around you because i have those people <laughs> who will support you it's very important that Follow great people, great teammates, and do what you want to do. Thank you so much, and thank you again, and have a thank great day. Thank you very much, too. Thank you. It's a very great conversation. Thank you very much.